the podcast. That's uh, that's what I. It's a motto to live by for me. Yeah. Sweet. So, are we recording yet, or what? I, I hope you pushed record about ten minutes ago, but that would have been that would have been better. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff that everybody would have been on on. But no, uh, hey guys, week four of the podcast. It is not just me this week. We have one of the dictators, Mr. Austin Deerdorf. The commish is in the house. Best week ever. Woo! I almost forgot what winning felt like. So that was refreshing. I, I really feel like people should do my strategy of, of just te- having like three terrible years. And then when you do win, like it feels great. Like, have you ever, not to, we always bring it back to UT, but like, have you ever thought about just like how spoiled we were like in 07 and like 06, like how many wins those were that we were just like, were so pissed off about? And like, yeah. like 2007, team. 2007, like Austin and Ben would have like been really pissed off about the, the game on Saturday. But like 2018, Ben, I haven't been that excited about a victory in a really long time. Like, watching Caleb Stearns get a pick six or blocking a field goal is almost up there with, like, Vince running into the end zone. Like, that's how deprived of winning I am right now. One, you're crazy, too. Why are we talking real football on a fantasy podcast? I think I'm I'm the obsessive one who uh, probably most of the time cares more about my fantasy team than my real team. But uh, I get what you're saying. The, the, the illusion holds some weight. Um, and like like Texas, I personally have been wandering in the wilderness for some time. Uh, but like Texas beating Notre Dame, Dumbledore is back. And like Texas beating Notre Dame, I'll probably lose to Cody this week and be exposed and uh, be fighting for just a simple playoff berth. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, let's let's talk some uh, let's talk some fantasy football. You're you're the host now, so you tell me what you want to talk about. I mean, really. Let's just get this out of the way. I don't want to talk about myself that much. Um, but we've had four weeks, gentlemen, and am. And I've led the league in scoring twice. So <laughs> uh, Don't worry. You, you don't have to talk about yourself too much, but I will talk about you in the recap. I've enjoyed this little uh, team of the week feature I've introduced in the uh, positional scoring portion of the recap. And yeah. yet again, uh, you, you will be highlighted. Uh, and I will say, I, I made some notes. I never actually went back to the recap last week to fact check uh, some of the things you said, uh, which in a 14-minute podcast, you, you didn't make too many errors uh, that I caught. But uh, one one comment I did have, which was actually you fact checking me, was last week I called you a two and one team, and you were only one and two. And I think that's because you you've been quote unquote playing like a, what would have been a two and one team now a three and one team. And the you know the the yeah. point of game reflect that where you're second in scoring right behind Tory. You're the only owner so far who's been consistent and not had like a terrible week. And not like Tory's week last week was even that bad. Once Ursula had a great game again with Hawaii and shot his score into the low 100s. But uh, yeah, two times in three weeks you led the league in scoring and. Uh, by the the percentiles, um, I don't have them right in front of me right now, but I would imagine that uh, you are unlucky to be two and two. You should be three and one. Yeah, I'll take two and two. Uh, and I just I like the points, especially 
as bad as I've been the past couple of years, like I still have been having like a slim shot at the playoffs, like in week eight and nine. But it was like I didn't have any, I didn't own any tiebreakers because my my uh, my points were so low. So now it's like if I keep on with this, like I might actually break ties with uh, with people if my points continue to stay in the top tier, um, like that. But oh. <laughs> like, like if, it, if it's if it's Josh, me or Cody, it's kind of like ah, like that's that's par for the course. Yeah, but like when I put in when I put in a good a good text or or gif on the group me and connor likes it that's when i'm like all right tip of the cap like that made my day yeah like yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. what i'm going for uh, yeah. anyways are we recording right now yeah so yes. uh yes. enough about your team deardorf yeah deardorf's internet went out so we had to take a pause but enough about my team uh tory yeah, uh tory kind of backdoored and got 118 last week so it wasn't as bad as as we anticipated uh, and definitely game day was disappointed with with uh, with that but it's just only one one week in the season but um, Austin getting a win is, is a big victory uh, that's good uh, it's looking like ams having having a rough year are we ready to uh, there's two things I want to ask you and you might talk about this in the in the recap but I we, think I know where you're going and I think I do are we ready to a bury Khalil Tate? And B, are we ready to bury the always draft Kevin Sumlin quarterbacks theory? Um, yeah, so I'm very comfortable with burying the idea of drafting Kevin Sumlin quarterbacks uh, post. So at Manziel and then Kenny Hill play. Did he play an entire season under someone? And then leave? Either way, either way. Dead air. This is a podcast. We don't want that. Yeah. Uh, yes, some someone's quarterback reputation has definitely taken a, a hit over the years. I I want to know just what what has happened to Khalil Tate this year. Like, is it a pride thing where Khalil Tate, who didn't want to run the triple option, wants to prove people wrong and it's saying like, I'm not going to run. I'm only going to pass. Or is it Kevin Sumlin thing where like he's making these executive decisions? Is Khalil Tate secretly hurt for some reason and we don't know it? I don't know. So yes, I think at this point, uh, the the old time motto of Kevin Sumlin quarterbacks are gold, no longer true. Uh, and then again, I talk about this very briefly in the recap, but I don't, I don't, I don't think the question is no longer like is Khalil Tate a bust or not, but I think the better question is is he the biggest bust in league history. <sighs> Hot take, hot take, hot take. Hot take. Yes. Super uh, hot. Because it, it's one thing for a first-round pick to get injured, like in the beginning of the year. So Rodney Anderson this year, right, or any of Connor's running backs. Uh, that's just kind of bad luck. Right. But when a quarterback is playing, and like if, you'll see, people will see the positional scoring uh, when the recap goes up, but. As good as Lamar Jackson was for Amory last year, Khalil Tate has been like that bad for her this year. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a fair question to ask. Uh, that's just uh, tough to do. Eighty-five uh, points and there's zero. Uh, everybody scored, so it's not like you had an injury or a no-show or like any bagels. 
it's like that's really difficult to do to have players score and still only have 85 points. But I think yeah. it's also it's like the opportunity cost lost. Uh, so like you could say like my my drafting of Marquise Lee might be the biggest bust or or those different things. Um, the first year that was the very first pick of our of our draft ever. Um, but like with Khalil Tate is like you had all the running backs to choose from, or you could have gotten Milton if you wanted to. Um, and like you didn't, and so it's kind of like with the Saints, like when the Saints drafted Ricky Williams, it was a bad pick, uh, for a few reasons, but it was because that entire draft class had ten Hall of Famers, and so they could have gone Erlocker, they could have gone all these different guys, uh, and they they went with Ricky, and he you know for whatever didn't like New Orleans, um, even though he still rushed for ten thousand yards and should be a Hall of Famer, but they blackballed him because of stupid stuff but anyway yeah. um, the problem with that though is that at the time Amory's pick made a lot of sense where it's like right. three running backs have already gone there's a pretty clear distinction between that top tier of Singletary, Love, and Taylor going into the season uh, than any of the other running backs so like do you settle for a second tier running back despite having your pick of quarterbacks and receivers and so at the time it made a lot of sense because so and, and uh uh, you know, learning from history, Lamar Jackson, exact same situation last year, right? Where she's drafting fourth, uh, three running backs, right? Go mm-hmm. oh, two running backs and a receiver, Richie James, go right before her, and so she takes the first quarterback off the board, and then he goes on to win the league's Heisman. And so, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but at the time, that was like the right decision. So, I, I don't know what else he, she could have done in that situation, but it is a bummer that he has uh, tanked so much but unfortunately for am uh it's more it's more than just tate um she likely wouldn't be oh and four and last in scoring if it was only a quarterback issue we have so many good quarterbacks in this league that if it was uh you know she drafted someone in the fifth sixth seventh round that was averaging 21 points a game or whatever she could have cut ties picked up uh toledo's quarterback off waivers or uh you know, there's been plenty of other available guys, um, but it's the fact that her first three rounds have all been busts. She's gotten a collective, like, maybe, what, 30 to 35 points a game out of Khalil Tate, Shaquille Seymour, and Travis Homer. Right. That's, uh, that's, that's been the death blow for Am. So, unfortunately, sometimes you just have those years. Uh, you know, we saw Dustin, perennial playoff contender, start the season 0-8 last year. Uh, Amory has back-to-back third-place finishes, never missed the playoffs. Uh, some, sometimes you just get real unlucky on most of your picks in a draft, and I think that's kind of what's happened here. Technically, she's not mathematically eliminated yet, so she's still got time. I don't think we've ever seen an 0-14 make the playoffs, but uh, yeah. maybe. And it, like, it maybe. goes back to what we talked about the very first pot, like this, the preview of this season is, you know, you can't you can't win a league uh, in the first three rounds of your draft, but you can definitely lose a league in the first three rounds of your draft. So, like time will tell. Uh, hopefully, you know she'll turn it around. Um, yeah. But well, my one question for you that we can end our brief chat on Amy with, and, and uh, uh, briefly just setting the the stage for the rest of the podcast, if it's all right with you, Mister Host. I'm thinking uh, as we approach the middle mark of the season, we're going to be giving a lot of attention moving forward towards the playoff contenders. 
we'll, we'll concentrate on the teams that are kind of on the fringe right now that need to uh, prove some things in order to be around post week 10. So starting with Amory, who has the most to prove. And my question for you is uh, what needs to happen for her to come week eight, nine, 10, find herself actually competing for the playoffs last year as a owner of culture change. Some stuff happened that at least gave you hope, even if it was eventually snuffed out. Uh, what for Amory this year uh, to, uh, do we need to see how a Tater is going to take? Well, yeah, I think the big thing is, is Tate needs to continue. Tate needs to Tate. He, yeah, he, Tate needs to Tate. I feel like Homer needs to get more carries, uh, you know, so I didn't watch the Miami game. This, this I haven't looked at the stats, but – like with yeah, DJ. She started the wrong running back. She picked up uh, DJ Dallas, which not a bad move if yeah. they're transitioning to a different starter. But then Homer is the one who actually ends up with 100 yards and touchdown. So, whoops. I think, like, for her, it's – and I did this a little bit with the culture changes, but if Ingram stays healthy, like, I think there's a lot of value in the in that – um, but the problem is, is like I just think it's going to be running back by committee at Texas. Um, so Watson's going to vulture some. You know, Sam, uh, Sam's going to continue to get these goal line carries, goal line zone read, two yard runs. But like Ingram's by far the most talented back in that in that you know uh, backfield. But so she's she's sitting on that with a lot of value. So hopefully that can work out for her. Um, and then you never like want to say this, but like you're a few injuries away from having some, uh, you know, uh, with if Swift gets hurt, you know, Holyfield can get that, um, you know, um, uh, Anderson already, I don't, Anderson's already yeah. broke his leg or ACL. Right, right. And uh, I don't think Sutton even got a carry against Army. That Oklahoma game was so weird. Uh, like yeah. I know people have already heard about it with the whole 15 minutes of possession or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, the sermon, sermon got all the carries. Yeah, so, so. that unfortunately not a great little backup to have there. But uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a, a tough road ahead for Am. Because uh, we look but, at uh, yeah. real fast. So this week she has Kyle. So that's a winnable. Oh, hey. That's a winnable game. Yeah. Then we have. Uh, the Deerdorf Bowl, week six. So oh, no. that's going to be tough. Losers going home. Losers going home. All right, week seven. Week seven, she has Cody. Um, okay. But okay. here's here would be a really. Uh, oh, never mind. I misread that. Okay. Um, but Cody has a lot of buys that week, so that could be. Yeah, a lot of people have buys in week seven, but. Um, then we have playing Connor week eight. Uh, Connor, Connor has some buys, uh, but not much. Um, so like, I think it's also like scheduling of just you could kind of, yeah, it might not be scoring that many points, um, but you know, getting um, yeah, get some get some wins, and uh, I mean the. The first year she made the playoffs, I don't even think she was in the top six in scoring, but I don't remember. Anyway, uh, obviously she needs to catch the most breaks moving forward of all teams to, to have a chance. But uh, before she becomes irrelevant, I'm glad we could at least give her team a little bit of attention. And also it's strange, too, because her receivers are really good. They didn't have a great week this past week. But Bird, Coxing, and Jennings, 
that makes up a trio that's uh, off the top of my head better than maybe all but one other teams in the league, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and receivers have proven pretty correlated to success this year, but she's just been so bad with her quarterbacks and running backs that the receivers haven't even mattered. So very unfortunate situation for him. Kind of reminds me of a couple of years ago when receivers had been so important in league history and Alex was getting 60 points a game out of his receivers and didn't make the playoffs. Right. Kind of, right. kind of like that. But speaking of Alex, let's transition to uh, our current ninth place team, I believe, right? Off the top of my head, mostly. Let me find the standings real quick. Um, yes, home improvement coming in at one and three. I cannot believe I passed someone in points. That's kind of incredible. Hmm. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's take a look at Alex's squad real quick. So he, correct me if I'm wrong, but he won his first game of the year, and he's now lost three straight. Yeah, yikes! Um, oh, Ben, you you uh, you were the cause of his most recent. Well, maybe his underperforming team was the cause of the recent loss, but you uh, made sure it wasn't even close. Um, how, how did you put it on the podcast last week? What did you say? Did you say anything about beating Alex, or did you just? Oh. Uh... Yeah, I just said I said I was confident, but um, he put so week one he had the third most points, and that was with Bowman from Tech only getting point four. So like uh, with Haskins and then both Taylors, like both getting twenty five points, like you'd think that would be great. Week two for Alex. Um, he did not like he got beat by 50 by Tory but we thought that was going to be like a really really good matchup um and that was with you know Taylor scoring 41 but i think the owner effect had a lot he had 17 21 and 13 on the bench um so gets that lost by but anybody losing to Tory that's nothing to be ashamed of um but then he had 84 points first connor um and that's pretty rough. So yeah, and then he follows that up with a hundred and six point game. So yeah, um, yeah, Alex trending in the wrong direction. Uh, similar question for him. So obviously he's in slightly better position than Amory with uh, a win already. Uh, except I didn't realize their scores were so similar. Uh, but he's averaging about one hundred and twelve points a game. She's averaging one hundred eleven. Um, but looking at Alex's roster, here we are coming at the week five, halfway point of the regular season. What uh, what do we need to see out of Alex's roster for him to uh, compete for a playoff spot? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ty Lee needs to wake up, so that would be big. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, yeah. know you, I know you love Ty Lee. Um, not this year. <laughs> not this year. But, no, I yeah. mean, I think with um, – is Wisconsin on bye this week? I guess they are. Um, but no, like I think the big thing is you have Haskins and Taylor. Like that, that could hopefully like at least get you close to be competitive. Um, but I mean, he's playing Dustin this week, so that's going to be super tough. Um, and then. Tech versus West Virginia, like I'm gonna take the over. I don't. I haven't even looked at the over under, but I'm taking the over. I believe it's 103. I'll take the over. That's that's still a good bet for me. Yeah, 
Like, so that should be in- interesting. But I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like the hyphenated receivers are just boom or bust this year. So um, we already released Brady Orange. That sucks. Or what? What's what's the first name of O'Leary? O'Leary. Brandon O'Leary Orange. Yeah, he was. Uh... He was some expendable. He, he's, yeah, we'll see what happens. He hasn't really been healthy yet this year. He was a late scratch week one. Week two, they played Vanderbilt, so like not a good matchup. Week three, he got hurt. And uh, so I kind of cut him because I just wanted to pick up some other guys. Yeah. But time, time will tell. But yeah, uh, Gandy Golden, uh, I think he's unfortunately been a byproduct of uh, FBS transitions where, you know, Liberty hadn't been bad. Uh, they they beat Old Dominion, who then beat Virginia Tech, right? right. Uh, but like their offense has just been. Uh, they scored a combined twenty one points against Army and North Texas. Granted, North Texas is really good. Uh, like North Texas might go undefeated, um, but uh, yeah, it's just I think we saw the same thing with Charlotte, and I remember as uh, owner of Austin Duke, there. Uh, leading receiver uh it's just a tough transition to make so um even good players on bad teams oftentimes struggle to produce from a fantasy perspective but yeah game eagle is kind of indicative of alex's major issue this year being his receivers Uh, and as the only team who's averaging less out of their receivers than me uh yeah alex is that's uh that's definitely the, the weakness where he's getting decent play out of haskins and uh, his running back led by Taylor, but 26.5 points a game on average combined from his receivers. That's uh, that's that's what needs to change, I think, if, if Alex is going to compete. And maybe Liberty figures things out. Um, I know they, their schedule isn't exactly that intimidating, but uh, I don't know. Between him and Am, with Coil Tate being intent, on being a statue back in the pocket. That's good for someone like Poindexter and Sean Brown at Arizona as receivers. So, uh, and obviously with uh, owning a tech receiver and uh, JD on high, Alex at least has a timeshare of that offense. So uh, there, there's still potential for Mr. Gint. And uh, the way I see it, and I'll touch on this in the recap, so I won't go into too much depth. There's two pretty distinct tiers of teams right now. The, the color-coded standings will really demonstrate that but uh one of the bottom five is going to make a playoff spot right like we have six teams in playoff spot so i feel like there's kind of five of us competing and uh alex is one of them but like all the bottom feeders uh has a lot to prove right now so we'll see what happens we'll see who's he who's he play this week he plays um he plays Dustin. That's going to be super hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, depending on which Dustin shows up, obviously last week demonstrated that uh, Dustin's old love squad isn't uh, flawless, yeah. to say the least. But uh, I would imagine they bounce back and could, could make it tough for Alex. But uh, weird things happen. So, um, alas, there, there might be hope for all uh, home improvement. But... Uh, yeah, since it's my bedtime and I don't want to stay up too late. Moving on, um, <laughs> everyone's favorite commissioner, old Richard Potato over here. Uh, also, I haven't said anything about the team name yet. In fact, I kind of wonder if that's the first time I've said it out loud. 
but uh, I know Cody mentioned it in the group me. Co- Cody, Cody kind of figured it out. But uh, no one else has really said anything, so I'm not sure if it's uh, a lost joke on uh, most no. of the league. But anyways, Richard Potato. I like it. <laughs> uh, also, if you have, if you if you've seen my avatar, that that, that ties into it too. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I gotta win. Uh, and again, as as the guy who writes the recaps, I'll probably inevitably say more about my team than they warrant as the eighth place squad. Um, but yeah, I can't start the right guys, and uh, my receivers are also weak, and my quarterback score looks terrible for the season. Uh, but I blame uh, that darn turf bead for that and starting uh, Brady White on a week I shouldn't have. Either way, uh, I got the win. That was nice. Um, I'm uh, I'm still optimistic I'll make the playoffs, but I'm quickly thinking that that's that's my ceiling. I've become this this past week was a little bit of a blow I think because I realized that all of my receivers these guys have been hoarding, hoping that as the schedules kind of evened out and they started getting into conference play and stuff. Uh, that someone emerge as 18 to 20 point a game guys and instead I think I just have a basket full of 13 point a game dudes and uh, some of them can have great weeks but inevitably they're always on my bench so I don't know Benjamin do I have any reason to believe that uh, I have a chance to play past week 11 Uh, I mean it's really hard to get only four teams get to play past like week 11 but no I think if anybody can do it you've done it before but it's been, it's been a long time man. it has it's been it has a long, been a long time. time uh but I know you uh you want to get out of here uh one question uh that's off topic that I yeah. I, I want to ask you and then we won't talk about it in the group me just so this particular person has to listen to the podcast but did I... Cody only make the trade just for team name purposes <laughs> um, I I would respect that if he did, um, and I think there's a lot that you know. I, I know he went with the two of plus Toa equals four Ws, which is uh, you know pretty direct. Um, also, a little you know I don't love that it, it's you know I'm playing it this week, so that's not cool. But uh, I I think. I haven't even really sat down to think about the trade. The one thing I'll say, no, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you, um, you answer the question. Well, it has to be that. But also, it's like, there's no way he starts Tua this week. Like, oh, with, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think even looking at his lineup right now, I don't know if it's set at all. Uh, but yeah, like I know he is Greer in and Greer playing tech. Like uh, yeah, like yeah. Well, and like I think, I think Hertz is going to score more than two in this this week. How how many games has Hertz played in? Are they not going to try to register him? He played versus A and M. They've played four now, right? Yeah. So if he didn't play for the rest of the year, he could register. I think so. Interesting. That would be interesting, but yeah, like. He, anyway, well, I think uh, backup huh. quarterback will probably score more than Tua. I think Tua will get, 
three, like probably two touchdowns in the first quarter. They'll and then they'll have a rushing touchdown from the running back, then a defensive touchdown, then they'll already be up twenty eight, and then he's he doesn't even play in the second half. Right. <laughs> I think that's very possible. No, Greer getting to play Tech will obviously be very pointsy, so uh, that'll be good for Cody, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, he traded Prochet and then got he got Toa and uh, who's the receiver he got in the deal? He got a ringer from TCU. Oh yeah, uh, man, Rager look he looked good against Texas. Yeah, um, and that's I, that's probably what like and Cody. Yeah, like good for you for this trade. Let it be known that I thought Josh and I had a trade agreed in principle. Huh. Then I have to go into. Oh, out. I go into a meeting, like, and I come out of the meeting with an email that says a trade had been accepted and I'm like, "Oh, like I didn't know that I didn't know that uh we sent it. Like it's still like you know, we agreed to it in principle, but I didn't send it out." And then I real and then like I looked at the players and I'm like, "Oh, like okay, wait a minute. This is Cody's team, not mine." So both those guys were wearing Milton Burl's pants for about 5 minutes, but I guess uh they're now on We Jamin. And two yeah, well, uh, um, as uh, as the uh, dictator representative on the podcast, you snooze, you lose, man. So I got you, Chevy. I need to stop uh, going to meetings. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, so I think uh, most of this we'll talk about in the recap, and we'll get more of the nerdy stuff and and those. But those are just kind of like our our uh, off the cuff kind of feelings uh, for that. Looking at the standings, Tory four and zero. Uh, Dustin is not as uh, bulletproof as we thought. Three and one. Austin, uh, no, sorry. Uh, Josh, Josh in third place. Uh, very quietly having the best strength of schedule with four, three, two points against. Just for uh, comparison, Am has six hundred fifty six hundred fifty three points against. So. Josh has had a very lucky four four games. Um, it is interesting that our top four in the league are both top four in scoring by like oh not quite a bit. You're not in there. I'll take that back. They're they're top four they're top five in scoring. Uh, but they're all also top four in points against in terms of fewest points. Yeah. Josh has definitely benefited from having low standards but to his credit like he's he's put up good enough scores to win most of those i mean he's what for he, he passed cody in points so he's now fourth in scoring um and tbh uh josh has the best team in the league so he's probably gonna win again but oh, um uh, anyways uh, yeah i know we didn't talk about connor as one of the current non-playoff teams uh, I felt a little bit bad for Connor. Uh, obviously, I'm glad I beat him, but he, in such a bad week, he put up 120, which would have won him uh, all but he, he was in the top half of the league in scoring. In one of those unfortunate weeks where he just happened to be matched up against someone else who's a little bit higher. Um, but uh, yeah, Connor is another team who, like me, Alex, am. Uh, currently have some things to prove, but uh, you know he's already doing it with one hand tied behind his back. Sands, uh, Anderson, uh, but oh man, his receivers too—they had a great day. Um, 
So there, there's potential there. There's potential for O'Connor. I think, you know, two years in a row, sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I really like his team. I'm pretty scared for this uh, this week. So I like Lamb. I like Anderson. I like Sills. Uh, I like Thompson. Yeah, his receivers are good. Uh, Lamb and Thompson might both be the second options on their own team. But, like, Oklahoma and Toledo are the, the teams you're okay with having a second option on. Yeah. Uh, he, he's still trying to recover from uh, no Anderson. Or, sorry, not Anderson. He has Anderson. No. Oh, he has Darius Anderson. No Rodney Anderson. Uh, and I think he's also, unfortunately, experienced the pitfalls of being the last person to draft a quarterback, uh, which... Um, uh, was Josh the last? Gosh dang it, Josh. How do you, you wizard you? How do you do these things? Um, yeah, Connor Connor has some great pieces in terms of receivers. He, he's a lot like Amory, actually. Uh, we're not getting a lot of help from the running backs but, or quarterback, but receivers are great. Uh, Burnett at South Florida has a lot of potential, so we'll see. Either way, uh, I'm glad we can give some attention to the teams that will become irrelevant pretty soon as we near the end of our time today, Ben. Uh, any last topics for consideration? Really, uh, just it's going to be a fun week. I will be at the Taylor Swift concert, uh, so I will be missing most of our West Coast night games uh, through that, so keep me updated on the group me. Should, um, should I go get Jana so we can, uh, we can uh, all last year, have another little 15-minute uh, uh, Taylor Swift side pod and y'all can coordinate outfits and oh, Jan says no we're going to bed that would be so good um, we'll do that later uh, but no uh, keep on the group me again uh, we want more people on the pod so uh, download the anchor app or get on google hangouts with us um, yeah, and then yeah I guess we really to invite this week but it's it's, uh, it's late so people wouldn't have joined anyways. no worries uh, and then yeah we're still trying to get the, the week 10 uh, week 10 hangout so let us know if that's something that is attainable uh, and we can put it on the calendar. Uh, but, uh, Deardorff, you got anything else to add before John Legend adds something? Uh, did you say week 10? Week 10. Did last week you say week 10? I think I said week 10. Okay, is it week 10? I feel like in my mind it might have been week 11 because you talked about playoffs, but week 10 is great. We did it last year on week 10, and that was right. awesome. Well, it wasn't great getting to watch my playoff dreams die in front of everyone else. Um, but uh, it is fun hanging out. So I would say you, sir, if you're going to host, send out some like save the dates or something. Make this thing formal, official. Let people mark it on the calendar. Prepare room for children so that people can bring families. I will I will pay a babysitter. I will get that. I don't even know if you need a babysitter. Child care is provided. Like, That's what I'm going to yeah, put on the people, RSVP. Tell, tell people <laughs> Kids can go or something. Child um, care up to six. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, that, that's fair. Um, yes, no, I don't have anything else to say except uh, that I'm fielding offers for Shamari Brooks. So if anyone has anything intriguing, send it my way. If it sucks, so I'm not answering. So there's that. Boom. Boom. Good stuff. Alrighty, uh, for one half of the dictators, uh, for your host, uh, this is the week four. We will talk there to you all go. later. Sing Texas out, is John. back, baby. Texas is back. back. I'm, I'm not talking about the real Texas. I'm not, I'm, let's make that clear. The real Texas is not back. I'm talking about Richard Potato. Got that win. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on top of the world right now as far as I'm concerned. How? Best, best comeback ever starting right now. I don't want to jinx anything, but think yeah. about how the, our lives could be like this. The I've, I've stopped recording, by the way. 
Um, what if Texas goes 11-2 and two, and their two losses are to Maryland and Oklahoma, both of which I went to? Well, aren't you just a unlucky little something? Uh, my friends Melanie and Sarah. Okay. Melanie Bruner. You might know Katie Bruner. Yeah, 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 I know Katie. Um, yeah, Melanie and Sarah. Yeah, Melanie got better tickets than my tickets, so we're using her tickets. So now I need to sell my tickets. Are you gonna make a profit, or are you gonna just break even? Um, I like. I just even if I just got my money back that'd be fine yeah um, yeah but I'm kind of like I'm because it'd be cool if I got them if I could basically pay for my ticket with right. the ticket yeah but like also I just don't want to lose money so I'm really just like not overly picky but I paid like 200 per ticket I think so yeah I'm not telling you how much I I paid for these tickets did you pay like so much uh, you're breaking in and out. Oh. Can you hear me? No, oh, frozen. Maybe y'all can hear me, I just can't hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh. Um. Well, I kind of flirted with doing it, and then I was literally about to pull the trigger and go with a certain someone... But then that certain someone's dead, I hope, or just doesn't exist. I don't know. Um, and so then I was like, I don't really want to go by myself. I can't take, like, a, a random girl. Like, I would need, like, a super bro. Like, I need an Ellen or, like, an Am. Like, super, like, they wouldn't expect anything out of it. I couldn't really think of anybody. And then, like... A month ago, a girl I worked with at Hill Country, like we interned uh, the same year, uh, was like, hey, how much would you pay for Taylor Swift tickets if you went with me? And I was like, a good chunk. Like, and I hadn't talked to her in a couple of, like, couple of years. Um, anyway, so I'm going with her. So, but it's going to be super... Super chill because she's not expecting anything out of it, so it'll be sweet. Because like, reputation tour is a pretty ridiculous first date. So anyway. Oh, y'all breaking up again. I can't hear anything. What'd you say? What'd you say? I said it was her. Oh. Oh, I'm. Oh yeah, I'm sure she wants to talk about that person. What does that even mean? She knows who I'm talking about. I don't need to say her name. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I guessed that really fast. Sorry. You remember Chloe? No, Tyrone. Uh, he's that first day. Uh, first day. No, 
No, no, no, no. It's that's what I'm saying. It's not a date. So it's like, for a little bit, like in the summer, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll go if it works out with this chick. But then, like, she was like a stage five clinger, so that didn't work out. Um, I was down for a second. I'm like, we just got internet. We just got new internet. Uh, anyways, time out. Who? I'm confused now. Chloe is bat bleep crazy and is long gone, and I don't care what she's right. doing with her life. In January. Yes. Yeah, she's. She... In January, we were very much dating. And planned on going yeah. on this tour. By February, we were done, so I could not take her to said tour. I assume she is going to the tour in Arlington with all of her girlfriends, like she always does. But I have no idea what she's doing with her life, so maybe she's doing that, maybe she's not. So I was like, I'm just not gonna go because I can't find somebody to go with me and I don't want to go alone. But then this opportunity came up, so because I waited so long to for these, I paid X amount of dollars more than I should have for these tickets. But the way I'm rationalizing it in my mind is I just got OU tickets for free. So it's basically like I bought Taylor Swift tickets and OU tickets and combined them and that's how I'm going to convince myself that I'm still Dave Ramsey smart. <laughs> uh, you're going to go to the OU game because you bought these tickets? Yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah, that's that's how it works. So, I'll go to the OU game. So, the concert's this weekend, OU game's next weekend. By the way, I was recording because I thought it would be good. Uh, yeah, I hope so, but the internet, huh? Yeah, I was recording because it would have been good content, but then we dropped names, so I'm going to have to erase all that stuff. But oh, Names don't matter. We only dropped one name. It's not like anyone else on the league listens to the show. I'm telling you, the moment that we have more than 10 viewers, it's going to be this week, and it's going to come back to me and doubt it. Um, I'm still confused on a lot of things. So you, you are going to the OU game? I'm going to the OU game. I'm also going to the Taylor Swift concert. Right. And are those related because you're taking uh, this girl to the Taylor Swift concert? No, 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 no. So, like, when I was budgeting... When I was budgeting for the month, I was like, okay, I kind of want to go to the OU game. Okay. So that was like my over and above spending. But then my sister-in-law was like, hey, I have free tickets. Um, do you want to go? And I was like, oh, HES. So like, I was going to spend Y amount of dollars on that. So now... It was like, all right, I'll just spend Y and X amount of dollars on Taylor Swift, and that's how I'm going to rationalize it in my mind. So that you can woo this, but who is this girl? 
No, no, no. This girl's like super friend zone. Like, I mean, she's real. She's real chill. She's a good drinking buddy for sure. Um, but not a date. No. So that, that's that's the best part. So it's like we can just go and like no judgment and like I'm not trying to impress anybody and like just be myself and listen to Taylor Swift like I want to. One, that's how it starts. You're gonna fall in love. Two, who is the girl? I wanna know. I wanna know who you are. Yeah, let me. Here, there we. I pause.